Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at at First first Listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. So this podcast has been so fun and so crazy because now I'm really thinking about what was going on at the time. And in many cases, it feels like yesterday. So it's about Tom. It's funny because I guess it's about time that I think back to these episodes and what was going on in real life. And I remember that the reason that that trip was in Miami I could be mixing two stories. It might have been because I just had a medical issue, like a profuse bleeding issue, or there was another reason. But we never got the great, great trips to begin with. And then there was always some problem that would happen that would make it that we we had to end up just like going somewhere close that looked like we were far. Because if you think about the berserk shears, you're driving two hours to get the same number of episodes as if you're flying 10 hours. So... We were so entertaining that it didn't matter really where we were that we would deliver the episodes. And one time we went to Atlantic City and it was explosive. I mean, we don't really have to go far. We could probably just go to New Jersey and stay in a hotel and deliver the same thing as we as if we went to Turks and Caicos, which was a crazy episode in and of itself. But on this occasion, we went to Miami, which would disappoint people like Ramona, who always wanted this to be the big trip. She'd get her hot bathing suits out, spray tan, do her wardrobe, and she was ready to go. And she would stay somewhere later with Sonia or go earlier. I mean, she made a meal out of these trips, okay? No one ever made a meal out of a housewife's trip like Ramona Singer. Mark my words, ask anyone who's ever worked with her. For her, it was was a real trip. She's going to Morocco. And she's going somewhere else before or somewhere else after. She's staying with Sonia. They're going to a different part of Mexico. I mean, God bless. She's an iconic housewife. I was the opposite. No one ever made less of a meal. I would come a day late, leave a day early, and pack it into three days and peace out. Ask the producers. So in Miami, it was about Tom. And Luann was engaged to Tom. 
And I don't know what my relationship with her was then. I think I said it in the episode. We weren't best friends. We weren't enemies. We're just on the show together. I'd come back. We were totally fine. We'd had some issues in the past. They were never really that big. And none of our issues ever really were anything. And when you think about it, like they never really, they were all much ado about nothing. But this time it was much ado about Tom. And I think at this time I was friends with Carol, good friends with Carol. And Carol and Luann were very much on the outs because I think their fight stemmed from Luann taking issue with Carol, stealing her chef from her kitchen because Carol was at Luann's and Adam was in the kitchen and Carol ended up hooking up with him. And that was a big, big point of contention for years. And Adam was Noelle's friend, Luann's son's friend. So that was messy and just very housewivesy and very television-y and something that in real life probably wouldn't matter that much. But, you know, you need to make these shows so that seemed like a good conflict. So I think that was like what was going on then. So Carol definitely wasn't good friends with Luann at that time. They had been previously. And... When the name Lou came, that that started with that that Carol Heather, Kristen era, and the relationship seemed ridiculous. I'll say that. I mean, it just seemed like a she a pet relationship that just you added water and all of a sudden they were just engaged and, and getting married and it was all a whirlwind romance. But it happens to the best of us. It's happened to Nikki Hilton. It's happened to Britney Spears. It's it happens. So they were off to the races, but it did seem very forced and very unnatural. And TV will do that to you. It could have been because of the show. Who knows? It could have been the pomp and circumstance. The show makes things more exciting. Could have been the show's paying for the wedding. I don't, God only knows what it was. And I don't actually think the show did pay for the wedding. But I don't remember if the wedding was televised. I really don't remember anything. I don't know if that wedding was televised. But anyway, so I think she had an engagement party. Yes, she had an engagement party on the boat in Palm Beach. And I found out that Luann and Tom are going down to Florida and that they were having an engagement party on a boat. And then we had our Miami trip. So she was coming from Palm Beach down to Miami to be with us. That's what I'm pretty sure. That's why Tom being out at the Regency making out with someone that same time was insane. Like it was the very week of his enga- of their engagement party. So I'm laying in my bed on S- Mercer Street in my apartment So this person that I knew from years ago that I reconnected with, not right at this time, probably a couple, a year before or six to eight months before, we'd spend a little bit of time together. This person, this person, I, listen, it's the Upper East Side. And I don't know how to explain that to you, but this person lived on the Upper East Side and for some reason, that's the smallest town in the world. And everybody on the Upper East Side knows what everybody else is doing. And it's just the same 20 restaurants that everyone goes to. And you could probably see the same 20 hair salons or nail places and or it used to be Barney's. And it's just, it's just a little world. So this person I'd mentioned before, Tom being a little shady in this regard. You know, that he was tripping the life fantastic and he had a reputation, particularly on the Upper East Side, having dated many people, two people on our show, but also running around a little bit. It's hard to say a player because he doesn't exactly look like the player profile, but, you know, that Upper East Side guy who wants to be a player because he's got a couple of dollars in his pocket. So this person had mentioned him to me before, and obviously there's always a circle of people that want to tell you things because you're on the Housewives and that just they somehow wanted to land inside the show 
They don't want to be on the show and they don't want their names to be on the show, but they just want it to land inside the show because a lot of what's happening on reality television is fraudulent. It's either someone's rented their car and pretending that it's really theirs or their house or they're really bankrupt or they owe someone money or they're cheating. And the people that are close to them, that live close to them, know that what's airing to the rest of America and internationally is bullshit. So it always bothers them. Think about it. You're in a cul-de-sac and Jane down the street is fronting and stunting on television and you know what everyone's seeing and you're like, wait a second, what are you talking about? She's cheating on her husband. They have no money. That's not a real car. It's going to annoy you because you probably don't like Jane who lives in your cul-de-sac to begin with. And then you're seeing all this phoniness and that's very common on the housewives. I can tell you that. So this person knew both parties and couldn't believe what was being portrayed in the media and on the show, I guess the season prior, I, you know, it was so long ago. So this person sent me a picture thinking it was just like fodder, like fun fodder. Didn't know I'm going down to Florida to this person's engagement celebration weekend and sends me a text with a picture of Tom and this woman making out. Because in my mind, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going down to Florida. I'm going down to Florida to be like at her engagement party and be on a weekend with her. And going down there, I told the producers, that's what everybody does. You can hate me or not. I wasn't, you know, I told the producers. I did not, I don't know that I told Carol. I don't remember. Maybe I told Carol and Ramona. I don't remember. I think it came out in the story that I told Carol or Ramona. And the producers wanted me to say it right away. Like, say it right away. And I didn't want to ruin the weekend. And I didn't want it to be like, I'm dumping this now because I want this to be what the weekend is about. And I could, I didn't know when to say this and how to say it. And I, we were in all these scenes with everybody and I I was trying to like pick up clues. Oh, and I think that's why I asked her if she was in an open relationship, because you know how it is. The messenger is going to get shot. And I thought maybe this is okay with them to each his own. I'm not judgmental about non-traditional relationships. Maybe this is like the way they roll. And I don't want, and all that, Matt, all that is going to happen. I'm going to get in the middle of this and be the messenger that gets shot, which is what happened anyway. So I really didn't know how to enter and play double dutch. I was like, so I was trying to ask her different questions. And I just, my mind kept playing tricks on me. Like if I tell her this, she might be like, oh, it doesn't matter. We, we have an open relationship or I don't know. So I ended up telling her and then I didn't want to live in it. You know, it was sort of like her intervention. Someone called me to go over to her house years later. I'll tell that story another time. And I ended up immersed, just like everything else. If I do a relief work, I'm immersed. If I do any project, I'm immersed. So I was immersed in this now, and I kind of didn't want to be. I don't want to be. I, I just wanted to, like, dump it and walk away. I wanted to play hot potato. And you knew you were going to be shot. I was the messenger that got shot. And Luann was the woman who doesn't want to know. And I guess there's about half the people don't really want to know. So the question is, would you want to know? And she forgave him, and cheaters are going to cheat. And I respect the fact that she believed in love and she wanted to love him. And who knows? It's a it's a weird age. You feel like you're not going to find somebody again. She found somebody and they were like minded in certain ways. They both like to travel. And I don't know. And that's to be to be honest, that's when the show and real life are blurred, because let's discuss this. So here's the real thing. In my quote unquote real life, I'm not friendly with Luann. So I don't talk to Luann. So would I tell her this? No, like I probably wouldn't, but I also wouldn't be going on a trip with her to Miami. So now I'm like in this weird, and it's so funny because there was a quote 
I think page six where Andy was like, I'm just shocked she's doing this podcast because, you know, she thought the Housewives was toxic. I don't think they're not mutually exclusive. I do think the Housewives is toxic and I'm doing this podcast because I get to have these conversations and give you clarification on color on something that was happening. So it's like, oh, Bethany should have told. She shouldn't have told. But I'm not friends. I wasn't really friends. I was really friends with Carol. I was really friends with Jill. And I was really friends with Dorinda, you know. Um, and I am, and I love Sonia. Like, I am friends with Sonia, and I, I, you know, have a lot of respect for uh, Dorinda and Housewives in other cities, and I know Kyle for years and all this stuff. But even if you were friends with someone, getting on the show with someone is very tricky. And you see that with Kyle and her own sister, and you see that with Melissa and her sister-in-law, and Melissa and her own brother. So t- trust me, these things don't happen because it's not complicated. So Luann and I are not friends off camera. People forge friendships for the camera because they need alliances and, you know, it's it's a dangerous, scary game. So it's this fictitious, hypothetical situation. Should you tell Luann? In what world? In the world where I'm on television being produced and have forged friendships and text people and I think it's real because it is real in the moment. So, like, it's real in the moment when um, I'm in Puerto Rico and I'm seeing people up to their ankles in 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 filthy water but like that's not my all the time life it, you become very present in that if i'm sitting at a dinner with luann i'm present in it i know her i've gotten to know her better because i'm on a show with her but this is a hypothetical situation that's now happened it's it brings theory into the reality because now i have to tell luann on a show because also you can't hold information on a show like it just doesn't work like that if 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 someone's husband is cheating it's coming on to the show. It's just like, it's just an unwritten rule with everyone. And you've seen it a thousand times. Someone's bankrupt, but they say they have money. Oh, you have to say it. Someone, you know, about the lawsuit. It, there's a lawsuit that's happening. You have to say it. You have to say it all. Mention it all. Mention it all. You have to mention it all on reality TV. So that's this weird world where people judge the actions of housewives that are acting under this false pretense, not because it's lying and not because it's not real, just because it's hypothetical. It's happening because someone's put you in this experiment where Ramona, myself, and Luann are in the same friend group. And that's just not the case in real life. So that's why reality television is different. And that's why it can't be held to the same standards. And that's why I left. And that's why I'm here talking about it. So I like clarifying all this because I forget about it and I forget what it was like. And I'm an analytical person. So I definitely don't want to talk about trash. I just want to talk about reality. Andy Cohen and I, do you have any idea how many beach walks and conversations and texts Andy Cohen and I have about the housewives since I left? It's 90% of the shit we talk about. I'll just throw him a random text and be like, why is... You know, what happened with this person? Why did that person say that? Is this real? Did that person really mean that? Does this seem to be the case? Did that person really do it? That's what our textual relationship is about. So Andy's the first person to know that just because I left the housewives doesn't mean I stopped talking about it because we talk about it a lot.
Hi, everybody. I'm Tyler Florence. And I'm Wells Adams. We're the hosts of the new podcast, Two Dudes in a Kitchen. And you might be asking yourself, why do these guys have a podcast? Because we love food. Yep. You and I have known each other for a while. We got a chance to click together on television on Food Network back in the day. And uh, I got to tell you, there's no two better guys that are more equipped to take you guys on a journey through the kitchen. It's all about great recipes. It's all about connecting with fantastic techniques and having a great time while you're doing it. This is a podcast for you, for you to call in to give us your feedback and we're here to answer your questions kind of get those kitchen burners fired up i got a lot of questions just because i'm not nearly as good of a chef as you are so i'm going to be asking you a lot of questions and you guys out there can ask them as well it's going to be a lot of fun we're going to learn a lot and you know what most importantly we're going to eat good we're going to eat good man eat good in the neighborhood man we're here for you listen to two dudes in a kitchen on the iheart radio app apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts Okay, I'm a big fan of Cozy Earth. Who doesn't love bed sheets that feel like butter? Oh my God, they're delicious. They make you feel special. They make you feel rich. They make you feel clean. They make you feel refreshed. The sheet sets are to die for. They fit my bed perfectly and they wash like a dream. Travel-friendly and hassle-free, Cozy Earth's bedding comes in adorable totes, making it the perfect companion for your adventures near and far. Elevate your summer getaway with Cozy Earth's luxurious bedding and loungewear, ensuring the comfort of home wherever you roam. Cozy Earth has everything you need to turn every moment into pure bliss. Discover your next destination for ultimate comfort at Cozy Earth. Visit CozyEarth.com and use my code Bethany, B-E-T-H-E-N-N-Y, at checkout to get 35% off. Whoa! And let them know that I sent you after you check out. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. This was such a crazy situation because... You, I knew I was walking into a shitstorm. I'm on a show 
the nature of the beast of being on a show is we're supposed to be revealing ourselves. The nature of this process, sorry if this is going to be disappointing, is that you're not really friends with these people. It's very hard for them to cast shows where people are really friends in groups that everybody would want to do it, that you would even do it with your friends. It just doesn't work out. And then if all your friends are similar to you, they're not going to cast a bunch of yous. So all of us are so different. They need to cast different people, but they really would like, they being Bravo and casting, that people do have a natural connection. But look, Housewives started and... At one point, you know, I was the only legally married person there on the Real Housewives of New York City. So it's kind of, it's real because you're put into situations and reacting in a real way. But the situations that you're put into are not real. So that's what makes it challenging. Garcelle Bouvet and Erica aren't hanging out in a regular on a regular basis. Luann and I aren't the same type of person, nor a Ramona and I. And in a sense, though, what is authentic, Jill, Ramona, and Luann did run in overlapping circles. They have friends in common. That makes it a little more interesting also for birthday parties and just a natural progression. I was an outlier. I was not friends with any of these people. I knew I had met Jill, and that was it. I had met Jill. So now you're on a show with people that you aren't and you become friends with them through this process because you have dinner on television in front of a camera with other people and you enjoy yourself because you're having a nice meal and you're having a nice conversation and you do get to know people and you do go to events of theirs. That's what's crazy, too. People are invited to people's weddings that would never be invited to their weddings, but the producers insist that you invite them to your bachelorette party and you get frustrated because like that wouldn't happen but you would sign up for the show it's a circular reference you sign up for the show where you have to be real and you have to engage with these people and you have to shoot these scenes it also becomes a double dip one-stop shop okay you know i don't entertain really that much a lot i have nice china i want to show off my house the show is going to deal with most of it sure we'll have a party at my house with these people as if this is who i would invite over for the holidays it's not but you do within the show and you end up enjoying yourself because you get dressed up, you put makeup on, you have a drink, you're talking to people, you're shooting a show, you're doing 10 things at once, but none of them are based what your normal life would be before or after. And anybody who says it is, is not telling the truth. And that's just the fact of the matter. So yes, people forge friendships through the process. That does happen. It's rare. Um, It's rare. And I give them credit for ending up being able to work together. And then it gets challenging because they're working together and something comes out And it's hard to watch someone else be inauthentic and it's hard to sign up for this process and watch someone else be dishonest about something. Even if they're your closest relative, it's annoying to look at someone and be like, that's not, what are you talking about? Because then you're getting dirty and they're not. So let's just say what's happening with Kyle and Kathy. This is a speculation. It's just an example. Or Teresa and Melissa, whatever it is. They've known each other for years. It becomes awkward and it's coming out because other people will hold you accountable. Other people on the show will be like, wait a second, we're not going to talk about that. And then also you're getting dirty. You've been doing the show for years or you're bringing it all out there and you're, you know, getting, taking hits and you're watching someone else not take any hits and the, and you're, you're, you're supposed to protect people and they signed up for the show too. That's what the show is. So I say all this to say that with Luann, could I have called her separately off the show? 
I'm sure I could have. It's not even part of what was going on. It's almost like a fraudulent relationship to begin with her and Tom. It started and it started on the show pretty much. I mean, she didn't meet him on the show. It started because Dorinda introduced her to him and then it perpetuated on the show. And he came on the show. He signed up for this too. Like if people are not even part of this and have never showed up on the show like someone's child, we're not going to start talking about Sonia's daughter who's never been on the show. And I know it's just a child, but if someone's person has never been on the show, you know, that's not really fair game. You can't come on the show when it's all fun and games. Like Tom can't just come on the show and be like, yes, I'm rich and I'm a bachelor and I'm engaged. And then, you know, something happens and then it's not on the show. You can't have it both ways and you can't play stupid and smart at the same time. So Tom was brought into the show by Luann, Dorinda adjacent, no fault to Dorinda. Now their engagement is a character on the show. Their marriage and the mistake that she's about to make is a character on the show. So you know what? You're damn right I'm going to mention it all. So that's why I didn't say it aside. Like we can't pick and choose. Believe me, if it was me, it would be the same thing. You're up for grabs. So that's why. And that's why everyone's bankruptcies and cheating and lawsuits and all this shit comes up. And that's why in normal life, it doesn't come up. It pick up and drop off. You're not like, oh, hey, I heard you're fucking your sister's husband. It doesn't come up because they didn't sign up for this process. This is a group that signed up for this process. You know, I tried to explain to somebody that if I see somebody annoying in my daughter's school, like at drop off, I'm not going to be like, wow, that's an interesting choice of blush color. But guess what? You're on the housewives. You're damn fucking right. It's going to come up because that's what the show is. That's the nature of the beast. It's use your outside voice. It's hide nothing. Be vulnerable. Be honest. Be open and hide nothing and let no one else hide anything. So if I know that Tinsley tried on wedding dresses ahead of her wedding, I like Tinsley. I don't care. Do whatever you want. Cross dress. Wear your wedding dress to, to the gym. It's not my goddamn business. I'm on a show where this is the point. Tinsley and I are not do not know each other outside of the show. We met on the show. So you got to bring it up. You got to mention it all. That's what everybody's doing. That's what goes on. So yes, I mentioned it all. But I knew coming in that if I'm going to mention this picture, I better fucking come correct and have my receipts, which is why I had the timestamp. You can look up. I never knew this. The timestamp. You know the question. What time was this? Oh, that couldn't have been. He was in a Halloween costume with another woman at a bar at that time. Like you had to have your shit tight. So I knew the timestamp. And then I called the restaurant and bluffed them into telling me, yeah, they were here for a long time and she paid the bill like because I acted like I knew you got if you're catching someone cheating or doing something, you have all the details. It doesn't have to be on reality television. If you decide you're going to tell somebody, you better know everything because you're going to get shot. And I knew I'd be the messenger that gets shot. How could I not? And it played exactly how I thought she'd be nice in the beginning and then she'd go off and be back to hypnotized and want to be with him. And that's OK. It happens. And, you know, there you go. And you saw it all come to fruition at the, the, the party, uh, the Cinco de Mayo party. So that's what happened. I happened to be, and it's great. Yes. And of course, you know, I took such an interest in her life. They thought at one point she thought that I got a private, t- t- private investigator. There'll be like $5,000. You're going to spend $5,000 to see what the fuck Tom's doing. It was just crazy. That's what happens on reality TV because most people are lying about something I've seen on this show, lying about having a car, lying about plastic surgery, lying about how much money you have, lying about your house and the situation with the mortgage or whether you really, I've seen lying every which way but Sunday, upside down, okay? That's, I've just seen it in so many different ways. So everybody that's a viewer, all the people on the show have quote unquote friends and frenemies and enemies watching. And they are like, what? It drove people crazy when we first launched. 
that people were calling themselves socialites. New York Magazine wrote an article about them being social. It, it made the real socialites crazy. They were so frustrated. And I've seen some of them. I saw them at the after party for the Met Gala one year. And they were like, oh, my God, darling. Like, Because they are the real socialites, which is also a different shade of bullshit. Tinsley's now played in both ponds. She's played in, quote, unquote, real socialites, just as big a bunch of frontin' and stuntin', faux bullshit superficial losers as we are. They're just real socialites. And Tinsley was a real socialite in W Magazine and all that shit. She's played both sides. She's done that. She knows that's just as big a bunch of bullshit as this is. The real socialites just aren't allowed to by their husbands do it or by their family names do it or they think they're above it and they couldn't possibly. But the real socialites were so frustrated by the the focialites. The focialites drove them nuts because they think they're real. Oh, there may be bigger losers over there. And I know them all and I know them both. I can't, it's just different losers. And that's why when certain people come from, ooh, a real fashion person or a real this, and they come on the housewives and they think they're going to be a cut above because they're real. That's different. They come on and they're still lunatics and crazy and bad shit. And we will crack open someone's crazy like a goddamn pinata. You saw, like, Kelly was, oh, Kelly was a real model. Mary Gilles Ben Simone, blah, 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 All that stuff sounds good when they're coming in. Then they come in, and they're like, oh, fuck, I've been found out. Nothing will crack open someone's true character like the housewives, like a real fucking pinata, whether we're friends with the other people or not. So I said what I said. I mentioned it all, and I would do it again if I were on that show, but I am not. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, And to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I left the housewives. It wasn't good for me. And it wasn't what I walked into all those years ago. Also, sorry, not sorry. The biggest thing that ever happened was an I'm up here, you're down here, or a table flip. Like crazy shit has gone on. So yes, I left that. I don't want to be there. That's my own choice. You know what else is my own choice? To talk about it and reflect on my experience years later. Iconic episodes. And also, like, in my on my own terms, on my own show. I When I was there, I had no control. I didn't produce the show. I didn't decide the trips. I didn't decide the restaurants. I didn't decide what we were doing. I didn't decide who I get to hang out with. I had an experience where I cast somebody. I gave this person. It happened a couple of times. And right before filming, I found out that that person was going to be on the show. Like, no one's going to tell me that the person that I brought in, why did I even fucking go out of my way to cast all those people? It makes you feel insulted and like a loser, right? It makes you feel like you're the last one to know. Kelly Ripa has described finding out on air that she, um, that her hosts were either leaving or, you know, being replaced or something on air. She found out like a schmuck. I felt like the schmuck. Like, wait, what? I have no control. We're pawns, we're puppets, no sheep, no control. No control over editing. Something terrible happens. Something's discussed about somebody you love that's really damaging. No, it doesn't matter. Can't beg. They don't care. You say something by accident that's terrible, could have ruined your life, get you canceled, affect everything you built in your life. Don't No, you have no control over that, okay? I have seen Ramona beg, plead, and cry. I have seen Kyle beg, plead, and cry. They don't want that stuff to put in there. It affects their lives and their family. Doesn't fucking matter. They don't have the power to take it out. They made a mistake. Mistakes are great for reality television. Mistakes are what make reality television thrive. Someone is off the wagon and they go back on, get the cameras up. Someone's an addict and they're doing what, you know, they're not supposed to be doing as an addict, get the cameras. You know, that's just, that's the, that's what it is. That is not what we're doing here. So let's just, so that was not on my own terms. This is on my own terms. Another thing, listen to the show. It's not a trash and grab job. We're not trashing people. We're giving color and breaking things down. We're talking and I'm reflecting on an experience. In my alma mater, I have a right to talk about something I experienced. I didn't know I was in The Handmaid's Tale and housewives and housewives hosts are going to, you know, scold me because I did think it was toxic and I did leave and I explained very, very nicely why I left. I didn't say it's a shit box. I didn't say that. I said it's toxic and it wasn't where I wanted to be. That's what I've said in the press. That's the truth. Over here, you leave your college. Maybe it wasn't a good experience. You can, you're still allowed, I, I thought in 2023, with freedom of speech to talk about the college you left. 
You were on, you know, a TV show years ago. You were on Save by the Bell, I said to Mario. Maybe that wasn't his best time of his life. He's still allowed as a grown-ass man to talk about Save by the Bell. Like, go on and on. You had a job you hated. You're allowed to talk about it. You had a marriage or an ex you hated. You had a teacher you hated. Or you didn't like. Or that you didn't want to be. You had not even hated. You had a job that you chose to leave. Last I checked, out of Gilead, you're allowed to talk about that job. So I am allowed to talk about my former life. That was a quarter of my life. Did I get a lobotomy? Was that, Did I go to the invasion of the body snatchers and they removed part of my brain? So I'm not going to talk about something that was a quarter of my life, ladies and gentlemen? Like what? Yeah, that's my alma mater. And I also made that as much as that made me. A different caliber of person has gone on since me to try to do what I've done and ask the producers. They've said that. So good. I've paved the way. But I'm allowed to talk about the way that I paved. Next thing, I am not a disgruntled employee that was fired. Many podcasts and many, you know, many podcasts or many people go on to talk about that experience. They've been fired. They have a skewed perspective. They're not happy. They want to be there. They're angry. They're frustrated. They want to give snark. I want to celebrate the craziness and how funny and ridiculous it was at its best, by the way. Many of these episodes I'm doing are when it was at its best. You don't see me talking right now about Jen Shaw scamming people, allegedly scamming people through a telemarketing scheme. I don't find that to be campy and amusing. I haven't seen that show, but from what it sounds like, it doesn't sound fun. So if you're going to come for me, you better come with everything you got. And if you're going to take a shot at this beat, you better not motherfucking miss. Because this time, you all missed. So About Tom is about a man who who was stupid enough to cheat, who was drinking, which is something he seemed to do very often and in volume, and a woman that, truth be told, I wasn't happy to deliver that news. Many times, I will not lie, on Housewives, you're kind of like, wow, you want to stick it to somebody. This was not one of those times. I was I felt badly for her. She's a woman of a certain age, wants to be in a relationship, met a guy, he seemed to check some boxes, had a couple of dollars, you know, lives in New York, or likes to run around, likes to jet set, likes to drink, likes to party, likes to travel, is very social at night. Like, it seemed like a good fit, wants to get married again, loves to be loved. Luann is a hopeless romantic. Now she's going down the wrong road. I was still on the worst road of my life and I couldn't even really talk about it. So you're watching someone walk into a fire and you want to tell them not to walk in. It happened years later, which we'll get into about an intervention with Luann. I, I, I staged an intervention. Everybody involved will verify that I was leading the charge. I took days of my life. I got her paid for a reunion that she would never have gotten paid for. I got her sent to re- rehab and it paid for and she left early. And I don't do anything half-assed. So I walked into this and I didn't want her to marry him. I thought I was helping her. And you see what happened years later, but we all make mistakes. She was the woman who didn't want to know. And, I, you know, she might have been a woman that doesn't really care about fidelity that much. And that's her body and her choice also. So I said what I said. I did what I did. It was an explosive, crazy, iconic, high-rating episode because usually these episodes that are multiple, multiple to-be-continued episodes or usually these trips that are multiple to-be-continued episodes You have to go all the way to France to get that kind of drama. That was pretty insane. And it didn't unfold the way that I thought it would. I can't believe it. It was crazy that that happened, but it happened. And truth is stranger than fiction. So Luann didn't want to know. And it was all about Tom. 
I will be watching It's About Tom with Kevin Nealon. So we are going to break down this episode and it's going to be one for the ages, one for the books and amazing. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at at First first listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.